right, and away we go. It is Friday night, 11.05-ish, and the gang is back together this week after SP3 and myself had to miss uh, due to uh, circumstances beyond our controls last week. But Dutch, did, did you miss us? We're back here. There's a lot to talk about. Did you miss us last week? I missed you like Ted Bundy missed electricity. God, Jesus. No, I missed you. You okay? You better? Uh, uh Well, it uh, it wasn't me, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. I appreciate uh, I appreciate the concerns and the messages and uh, everybody who who reached out last week. Been a rough ride. Hopefully, this is my. I feel like I need a days without incident calendar uh, at this point. But uh, hey, we'll we'll see if we can get through the rest of this year uh, without anything uh, going down. Uh, appreciate everybody who is uh, tuning in here on the Wrestle Binge, brought to you by Sports Kita YouTube channel and the Sports Kita Wrestling Facebook channel. Uh, we're here for the next 45 minutes or so to break down SmackDown and Rampage. And uh, was there anything else that happened this week? SP3, was there anything else newsworthy that kind of dropped this week that I, I, I might have missed? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I think uh, someone with allegations returned to a certain company and their daughter uh, subsequently resigned after they were voted uh, executive chairman of the board, despite being removed from the board six months ago. Yeah. And there are reports that, you know, said person might have been strong armed out of the position and didn't actually, you know, like leave like resign of uh, the, the company by her own uh, her own choosing oh yeah and then there's this whole thing about the company might possibly be uh, up for sale whether that's to the saudi arabia private investment fund whether that's to disney whether that's to comcast whether to that's i don't know pick a company uh it seems like they're talking to everybody at this point but a lot of people lost their minds this week uh when it was reported that it was a, a done deal all but a done deal uh, that Vince McMahon was set to sell the company to Saudi Arabia. Uh, that was debunked. They're still talking to people. It's going to take a long time for this deal to get done. If it does get done, Saudi Arabia is not out of the running whatsoever, although Wrestling Observer says they are uh, not the favorites uh, to, to get uh, this deal done if Vince McMahon ultimately does decide to sell. Dutch, a lot to unpack uh from the news that broke down this week what's kind of your overall reaction toward everything that has happened because this has this has gone from zero to 180 miles an hour in uh, not a lot of time at all well <clears throat> people that think Vince mcmahon went home and was playing checkers and enjoying his retirement are totally totally wrong now we find out well we don't find we're not finding it out, but I'm thinking Vince went home and indulged in his favorite hobby, work. He was on that phone working every day, talking to lawyers, because he didn't like the way that he had to leave. Oh, hell no. He's, he's pissed off. And okay, I'll find a buyer. To me, Saudi Arabia was the perfect partner from the beginning. They got the money. They got $620 billion dollars. Yeah, and investment fund, and they had bought the they bought the the golfing tournament or whatever, but they're having a little trouble about that. So they know each other; they're familiar with each other. So he just worked on getting himself back in, and basically, what Vince did, he blackmailed him. He says, "You can't make any deal at all unless I vote it. I vote 
the way you want me to vote. And I'm not voting anything until I'm back in there. So they had no choice to reinstate him, I guess. And now he's in there. And there's a lot of people in the running. And I thought Saudi Arabia always had the had the the, the number one seed, I guess you would say. Yeah. But then you would have con you had the usual suspects, Comcast and Netflix and HBO and Amazon. You know who we didn't hear about though was The Rock. We never heard The Rock was in the running. Well, and there's another one that's been added is uh, Tony Khan from AEW. But I discount that because I don't think he can come up with that type of money. I really uh, don't. Even though his even though his father is a billionaire several times over, he's worth about nine or, or ten billion. Well, the, that's 11. why that's why they did specify that it's Shad and Tony Khan. It's not just Tony Khan. It's Shad and Tony Khan that are interested. And it also said that they would be basically the head of an investment group that would yeah. be buying WWE. It's not just their money. There would be a whole investment party. So, so you could take Tony and Shad Khan and The Rock and then get a bunch of other, you know, millionaires and billionaires and, and you could make an offer. But Vince McMahon handing over his baby to his main competitor is not his M.O. Vince McMahon has made a, a billion dollar and multi-billion dollar industry out of beating them. And if necessary, only if necessary, buying them. One could say there is no chance in hell that Vince McMahon is going to sign over his company to the Khan family. It's not happening. And frankly, I think it would be a bad idea if he did because we're right back to one family holding all the cards again in professional wrestling. And we all know what that was like. It's not a good thing. I don't care who the family is. It's not going to happen anyway. Um, SP3, Dutch says Saudi Arabia lined up as the the perfect partner his words from the beginning i don't know and, the perfect i didn't say the perfect partner but what'd you say no That's, i said they had the number one seed right because they knew each other and they already okay, had so you were just saying favor for the game already company. doing business with them and and that's the thing is uh saudi arabia that that fund as dutch said 620 billion dollars those are deep pockets it's a big purse you would have to have some um some some big boys step up if a bidding war gets in, in place. People like I think Amazon, Amazon and Apple, two companies that have been listed as possibly interested or at least floating out there could be interested. Those are really the only ones that could compete with with the Saudis if they wanted to get into the wrestling business. That if there was a bidding war, even 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 Disney, who owns everything, right? ABC, ESPN. They're only worth like 180 billion. I mean, if you get into a bidding war here, Saudi Arabia ain't going to have a whole lot of people that that could take them out of this. But it's the optics of the deal. It's the morality of the deal. Could they get a TV media rights deal? You look at Saudi Arabia; they're able to pull out all these these golfers from the from the pro the PGA tour to start off the Live Golf Tour. They can't get that damn thing on TV in the United States. So. No. There's there's some risks involved if they decide to go. Oh, also you get Sean Rosset from Fightful.com that says uh, a lot of the people in the company, or at least several top stars and employees, a lot of them are prepared to walk right out that door if they sell to the company. But talk is talk. We'll see if talk, it actually that, happens. But that to me is bullshit. <laughs> Thank you, Dutch. You may have thank you walk away, but 
that's something else. Thank you, Dutch, because that's what? exactly what I've been saying all week long. Really? When people were like, oh, the talent are going to walk out. I'm sorry. Oh. You expect me to believe the same talent that got held hostage yes. in Saudi Arabia yes. and still went back to the company. Yeah. You talking about that roster is going to walk out because Saudi Arabia bought the company? I'm sorry, I don't believe that. If you're taking a guy making two million a year, oh, wait a minute, my my political ideology and my morality forbids me to go back. Hey, I don't know who's going to pay you, but where are you going to go? Where are you going to go to make that type of money? You may have to suck it up or keep your mouth shut, and don't look like an idiot if it does sell. If it does sell and you don't walk, now you're a liar, and people will always bring a hey, I thought you were going to leave. That's like when Trump was elected president. Oh, I'll leave the country. Everybody that said that, nobody left. They just stayed around and blasted Trump the whole time. But anyway, you hear a lot of things, and this is a big, big deal in the business world. It is everywhere, not just in wrestling sites. It's on all the business sites and everything else. It's a huge deal. I don't think Vince is happy that they took his baby, that he grew from, you know, just a regular territory up to this mammoth, behemoth uh, promotion worldwide, and then he's going to leave it in disgrace and because they got rid of it. He actually would come back and fired two members of the board, right, to make room for his two people. And then four more left. In protest, I believe. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, three, was, Stephanie had to resign, and then yeah, it was well, three, think, it was three he removed. He removed but to bring back George Barrios and Michelle Wilson back onto the board. Then Stephanie resigned, and then two other board members uh, also resigned, including Manjit Singh, who was one of the heads of the investigation into Vince McMahon's sexual misconduct allegations. Hmm. Hey, this is a great soap opera. If they don't make a movie out of this, I don't know what they... Screw the Ric Flair documentary. Do one on this one. Because this would have... you got all kind of angles running here, backstabbing, lying. I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall when Vince was reinstated Wednesday. Uh, uh, Tuesday. Tension. Uh, I would say tension. You could literally cut it with a knife. Um, I mean, geez, that that's what happened there. I mean, yeah, Dutch, I had I kind of have to agree with you on this. Like, I I have found it very difficult over the last couple of weeks to really pay attention to anything that is going on on the television screen because it comes nowhere near as in depth and as compelling a storyline as what's going on in the boardroom right now. And on top of that. It's hard for me to get invested in what's going on on the TV screen because of what could potentially be happening next. Stephanie's already out, like literally two days after Vince McMahon wrote out a statement that said, I, I, the, the management team that's in place is great. They have my full uh, utmost support. I believe in what they're doing. I'm going to let them do their jobs. Well, one of the three is already gone. It's his own damn daughter. The other one, now Tony Khan, or excuse me, not, not Tony Khan, Nick Khan. Nick Khan is now the, the CEO. He's out there talking to Disney and ESPN. And then literally everybody's looking at Triple H going, okay, what's going to happen here? Yeah. 
They did have an all-talent meeting ahead of SmackDown tonight, and Triple H reassured everybody that he's staying in control of creative. This is going to have nothing to do with, uh, you know, what's going on with him. It's his baby. He might still talk to Vince every now and again, but ultimately everything lies at his at his decision, and they have absolutely nothing to worry about. SP3, you buying that one? Mind you, last week, this time, they had an all-staff meeting with Stephanie McMahon in the head. And she said, you have nothing to worry about. The management team is going to be intact. I'll be here. Paul will be here. Nick will be here. Uh, Ridrick will be here. And then three days later, she resigned. So I'm sorry, Trip. I'm sorry, Paul. I, I, I don't believe you. You need more people in the words of the great Jay-Z. Um, <laughs> I don't believe anything the WWE is telling their talent, telling their staff at this point, because this is an ever-changing landscape that's going on with the management team right now. Bissick Man grabbed WWE by the balls last okay. week, and all he's been doing ever since then is just twisting his grip, twisting and twisting and twisting the grip, and he has it tighter and tighter every single day. How did this man go from being really retired resigned from the company to being back executive chairman within days of his return to the board of directors uh well the, the same board of directors that unanimously voted him out and didn't want him back into the company days later unanimously voted him the executive chair that is the biggest mind blow i have ever heard well you can't, you can't even write this he he either is the greatest businessman in the history of mankind or he broke the law in some way, shape, or form. And there's already been a lawsuit by a shareholder that he has been care. filed. Oh, I know he, he doesn't. Man thinks he's literally bulletproof. <laughs> he'll sell he'll sell the company and he will still be in the company. And that's part of the <laughs> negotiations that people think <laughs> is have, part of this. Is he wants to find a buyer that will keep him in control of the company in some way, shape, or form. And but by he, his own admittance here, Dutch, by his own, from his words, Vince McMahon, or Triple H said this to the talent tonight, Vince McMahon is already in the creative discussions. He's already in the creative discussions. That was the big red flag to me in Sean Rossap's report tonight. He says, look, Vince and I may have some discussions about things, but ultimately it's my decision on the create on the creative side of things. Okay. Vince is already in the discussions. He's already having conversations. How long until he, he decides, screw the, you, I'm going to start leading the discussions again. The verbiage that caught me as a red flag, and I asked you, Dutch, it, what you think about it, is it exactly said that Triple H said to the talent, Bissick Man is deferring the, the creative to me. That means that he it's Vince's choice to defer the creative oh, yeah. to Triple H. That that blew, yeah, when I read that, I was like, defer. That yeah. is not the word you needed to tell the talent because if I'm the talent and I'm really thinking about what that word means, I'm like, I'm getting stressed out. <laughs> and, that, and that's a great question, Doug. How do you work under these conditions if you are a talent in WWE with with uh, this ominous dark cloud of uncertainty you, surrounding everything? No, uh, you go out. Well, what are you going to do? You're going if you, if you have uncertainty, you got to keep going. To the hit becomes certain what's going to happen. You keep going. You keep picking up your money. That's exactly what they do. That's what always has happened in wrestling. If you didn't like it 
and if nothing drastic happens, you pick up your money and you work through it. Nobody's going to die over this. It's just a bunch of guys, I'm not working, I'm walking out, go. Because it's like a football team. If the tight end gets hurt, gets what you do. You bring in the second stringer. If he gets hurt, you bring in the third stringer. They said, all the girls are going to walk out. Let them go. All they got to do is NXT, bring some more in. It's not, I don't, I don't get to, some of these guys writing this stuff, these, of course, we fall right into that, that too, but they don't, I don't think they understand real life. These, these people have bills to pay. They have lives to lead. And in leading that life, getting a loss of income is not in the plans, I would hope. So you just go to, if it just gets unbearable, then you leave. I mean, here, if, if Vince McMahon ultimately does sell to Saudi Arabia, the yeah. amount of money that they are going to be able to offer free agents, regardless of whether they're their own free agents or outside free agents, they're going to be able to buy any talent that they want. At, everybody's got a price at the end of the day, Dutch. You know, I do. I, mean, I, do. I, I mean, yeah, it all depends on how how big your price. Fifteen dollars, and I'm yours, buddy. <laughs> what are you gonna do? And a hamburger. You're like, a cheap date. Yeah, you gotta figure. You gotta feed me. That's what you gotta do. I mean, hey, hey, like said, everybody's got their price. It's been an interesting week, and I've rated in all kind of different, you know, sources and business sources and Forbes and everybody else. Big, big business. <clears throat> and I, I read WWE is building a new office in Stanford. Yeah. It's about, it's about ready to go. Yeah, but they, they thought Vince went back to Stanford and sat down and of course Linda's not there. I guess he sat out <laughs> and had his servants running around and uh, with this checkerboard in front of him, bullshit. He went home to con conduct business and get even. See, he has a mission now. He has a mission to pay back those people who's kind of screwed him, or he thinks who screwed him six months ago or whatever. And he won't quit till he does it. He is very, very, uh, what's it called, I guess? He wants to get even. And, uh, and he, will, he will get even. And I did, they were hurt. I did hear that a lot of little buttholes were, pucker, <laughs> were puckered up <laughs> in that office this week. Yeah. But I don't think he came in the office this week, I heard. No, he hasn't been in the office or at tapings. But to me, I look at timing of things. And this first letter from Vince to the board of directors happened yep. on December 27th. So my question to you, Dutch, what did Triple H or Stephanie say to Vince McMahon when they visit him for the holidays? Because I'm sorry, the timing of that just rounds up that the McMahon family, you're telling me the McMahon family didn't meet up on Christmas Day? And you're telling me Triple H or Stephanie didn't say anything that led to this? It was just Vince just said, oh, the holidays are over. I'm back. I feel just me i just i just try to put the paint the 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 tea leaves together and that's what it seems like is that something might have happened that we'll never know about in the mcmahon household oh yeah and no telling what happened what happened what was said 
Did Vince warn them or did he tell them? Because there was nothing they could do anyway. I mean, there's nothing the whole company could do. Vince had 83% of the voting shares, right? Is that what yeah. it is? 80, it, 80, 81, 83, somewhere around there. Anyway, it's well over what he needs to maintain control. And I don't care what buyer they would have gotten. It's got a, it's got a pass muster with Vince first, or it don't get through. And that's what he, that's what he threatened them with. I don't. Basically, what he was saying was, I don't care what you're going to do, but I better like it or I'm vetoing it. Yeah, so and, and it wasn't. It wasn't just the sale either, because if you believe it, the Axios report. Uh, Stephanie and Triple H didn't want to sell the company. They were against the idea of selling the company, but it was Vince saying, I will not sign off on any media TV rights deals that really had the entire board by the balls. And like, they, they just got to go along with, with what he's doing. So well, not uh, necessarily, he wasn't talking about just the sale of the company. He was talking about the media rights. Yeah, absolutely. He was talking about all of it. All of it. Hmm. So, what are you going to do in that situation? You can't call his bluff. Can't call his bluff in that situation. Calling you bluff. Screwed. Fired. You're screwed. <laughs> this was always going to be a possibility. And SP3, you bring up timing. I think timing is very interesting moving forward. Not only the timing of how this deal comes together, if a deal is ultimately made, because at the end of the day, Vince could decide not to sell the company. That is still on the table. But I do think that the Vince McMahon returning as the chief content officer freight train is coming. It all depends on how quickly that starts to show up. And my guess would be week after Mania, I think. Because I, 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 I think at this point, you got to have most of your WrestleMania plans in place. And Vince McMahon is smart enough to know that taking over uh, any time within the next few months could throw a major wrench into his most profitable and most important three-month stretch of the year. So I think at this point, he's going to let Triple H have his fun through WrestleMania week, and then probably the first, after Raw after Mania, they'll get that, we'll get that press release that Triple H is being moved off to, a, to another, another department. And good old Vince McMahon is back as... Back in the saddle once again. That would be my guess because I think he knows it's too close to mania season for him to kick Triple H out of that spot right now. That's just my guess, my theory. Who knows what that man will decide to do? He could he could wait till three weeks before WrestleMania and change the entire damn card up. I don't know. Well, it's still it's still fluid at this moment. Yeah. How long do you think? Let's say we have a buyer today. Let's okay. say it's Saudi Arabia. How long would it take? To get the whole thing approved. Oh, I don't even know. These these deals take a long, long time. Like, honestly, I think a deal like the like if the Khan family, if that one somehow worked out, that would take longer because that's technically a merger. And then you're getting into got to get federal government approval and this, that, and the other thing. So a lot of this could this this could take a lot uh, of time to to get everything done. But a deal could be agreed upon by mid year. Maybe sometime in 2024, uh, the deal finally gets approved. Well, let, let me ask you personally, both of you. Yes. I've read that some investors in WWE, they were not happy about selling to the Saudis. What do you feel about that, Rick? Uh, the, the, I, 
to you? I'm sorry, say that you broke up. Say it again. No, does it matter to you who they sell to? Yeah. Does it matter who they sell to the Saudis? Yeah, uh, I, I find it uh, morally reprehensible if they sell to uh, the Saudi Arabian government. And uh, I would have to take, like, seriously, I would have to seriously consider whether I would continue watching anymore. Personally, just me, personally. Um, um, me? <laughs> me? Who <laughs> me? Oh, you really going to ask me? You really going to put me on the spot? No, it doesn't affect me at all because I don't watch WWE mainly because I'm a fan anymore. I watch it because I'm a content creator and I have to watch WWE. So as a content creator, WWE selling to Saudi Arabia, that's just so much content I can create off of just that. So I'm good. I mean, he's a businessman at the end of the day. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a businessman. And again, Dutch, I said the same thing. I'll, I'll say the same thing I said about the talent who said they threatened to walk out. I would have to seriously consider whether I would still want to, to watch the product and keep doing this. But a majority of my dollars, as far as a wrestling content creator and analyst, come from WWE. So that's, that's mm -hmm. a big uh, decision that I would have to make. And at the end of the day, money talks and you know what? Walk. So why don't we talk about Yeah. Like that gothing thing they took over, they couldn't sell any sponsors. Is that correct or no? They, they, couldn't, couldn't, they, can't, they can't sell anything. They can't you can't watch those tournaments unless you're there in person. So that that's an issue. That is an issue is okay, you want to get the set uh, the sale. Who's going to actually now work with Saudi Arabia to do a TV rights deal. That's a big issue. That's what I think. I think the number one, the person, the the buyer who should be in the lead right now is Comcast because nothing really is going to change if it's Comcast. They already are on, uh, you know, Peacock, which Comcast owns. So nothing, nothing's going to be removed from there. They already have, you know, Raw and NXT on USA Network, which is under Comcast. Really, the only thing that's going to change is probably SmackDown will go back to either either go back to usa or it's going to go to nbc but i mean at the end of the day that's the only change that would happen so i think comcast would be the best buyer for wwe saudi i know people personally that are within the company that would definitely leave the company if that happened so i think th there's a lot of people that although i don't think we're going to get the roster walkout that a lot of fans were talking about i do think there are going to be some stars that do choose to leave or do choose to sit at home like someone like a Sami Zayn yep. due to you know but, where but, he's from and Sami Zayn's connection to Kevin Owens is also going to cause that as well so and the LGBTQ uh you know uh wrestlers on the roster as well may have a problem with the Saudi Arabia deal so that's why I would put Comcast one Saudi Arabia two three would be Disney hmm I would be on board with Disney personally. I think that makes some sense. But Comcast, yes. One, Disney, two. Um, I think Amazon makes a ton of sense, but, you know, would Amazon move everything onto a streaming service? I'm not sure. That that might be an issue. You want to have some cable presence still. Uh, My final question. Yeah. What would be the top price you think they could get for WWE? They say it's worth seven or eight billion now. I don't know how. Uh, they I don't know. Last I checked, and I I was doing some research this morning. Last I checked, it was at six and a half, and that yeah. was after a thirty percent bump uh, in the uh, 
stock prices? I don't know. I, I don't know what they could get. It, but it all depends on it's worth what somebody's will, willing to pay for it. So if you get companies that want it and are in a bidding war, who knows? They could get up the ten, tens of billion. Dane made it known that he would he would leave the company if it was sold to the Saudis. We don't know that for sure, but I mean, he's literally not allowed to go to Crown Jewel events. Like, yeah, but they, they block him. He doesn't decide not to go, right? I if if I know Sammy the way that I think that I know Sammy Zayn, I think he would be one of the guys that would ultimately leave. Uh, the company because uh, also because of his his being blocked and everything kevin owens doesn't go he chooses not to go so i think that that sammy zane would probably be at the top of my list of anyone who would walk out and has good reason to walk out or sit at home it would be sammy zane and to answer chris's question about what about fox what we learned today in the wrestling observer newsletter says that fox is not going to be a buyer because they lost money on buying uh smackdown they've lost a hundred and thirty four million dollars last year from smackdown because of what they paid for it back in 2019 i don't i don't think how long I don't think wwe it, how long is their contract for uh that contract is, expires next year in 2024 so it's about i think it's at, it the, was end, a, at the end of 20 so they, they, yeah they, it's a five-year deal it's a five. It's a five-year deal that they did in 2019, and they've been losing hundreds of millions of dollars every single what? year of this deal. Yes, yeah. That's what. That's what was revealed uh, today in the in the newsletter. So, I don't think I don't think Fox is one going to offer them the same amount of money they did in 2019. And two, I think that eliminates Fox as a potential buyer for WWE. Unless the price comes, well, yes, yeah, as a potential buyer for WWE, yes. But if the uh, price comes way down for the the tv deal they could still uh make a deal to keep it on because again it's it's all about how you spin it it's still the most watched regular wrestling program in the world but if you're losing 100 million dollars that don't mean jack uh so they gotta it, that's two million a week when they're when, when they're oh, expecting when they're expecting four million <laughs> when they're expecting four million viewers Hey boss, I just booked this show and we're only gonna lose two million a week on it. Uh we with it. Can I, you wanna re-up them? Hell no. <laughs> hey Rick, let me remind you before it gets too late. Don't we have a contest coming up? No, we don't have a contest necessarily coming up, but the second <laughs> annual, thank you for the reminder. You were close. <laughs> the second annual Sports <laughs> Keto Wrestling Awards will be coming up. Oh, that uh, is the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. The fans vote on it, right? Well, yeah, and then you know the, you had the judges panel that you were a part of last year. You remember how all that went down, right? So yeah, uh, there's going to be more information, obviously, that's going to be coming out on this in the coming days. So just make sure to keep uh, keep your eyes peeled on uh, Sports Kita's website, on uh, Sports Kita uh, Wrestling's Facebook, here on the YouTube channel. There'll be more information that's coming out about it. But uh, I mean, you look at superstars like Roman Reigns could be going for uh, two-time Superstar of the Year. Uh, if he uh, ultimately does win, the fan voting is going to start. I believe, if I have my information correct, uh, is going to start sometime in February. So, getting the judges together, getting the uh, categories and everything uh, squared away, and then uh, fan voting will get underway in February for uh, all the big uh, categories that happened in 2022. So, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, for that how about we try in the last uh, 13 minutes here to run through three hours of wrestling 
Uh, so let's see. We opened up SmackDown. I'm going to skip some stuff if y'all don't mind. And I do see most of your guys' comments, and I appreciate you guys tuning in, but we, we got to get put the pedal to the metal here to get through some of this stuff. Uh, yeah, Ozzy, thank you. About $6 billion for for WWE. I had it right around there. Ozzy, that well. cost 10 bucks to put that up there. Comcast, I do agree. Comcast would be a great fit. I like Disney as well. I, I, I like Disney for, you know why I like Disney just real quick. Netflix. Could, could, could you imagine like an actual WWE world at like Disneyland with like a physical hall of fame? I think that would be a great fit if you could uh, pull off something like that uh, as well. So there's, there's a lot of interesting uh, reasons why I would like Disney, but I think Disney could get outbid uh, real quick. All right, gentlemen. Before yes. you go, I don't like WWE being in charge of the Hall of Fame anyway. Because they want mostly WWE guys. They just overlook the early years of pro wrestling. You know, they had all-stars then too, you know. Why aren't they in there? Anybody that can put in Drew, what's your name? Drew what? What's the guy's name? The comic? Drew Carey. Drew oh, Carey. Yeah. Drew Carey, what a joke. I mean, nothing against the guy, but I mean, what? you have individual companies that have their own Hall of Fames. AEW just hasn't been around long enough to have theirs yet. That's why I'm looking forward to this year's Hall of Fame, because it's not on the whim of who Vince McMahon wants to call this year. It's on who Triple H feels deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, which I'm interested in. I'm willing to give this more of a chance than his booking for WrestleMania, because I'm sorry, his booking hasn't been even a B plus to me uh, since he's taking over. So I'm looking forward to, though, I know he appreciates the history of wrestling. So I think Dutch will get his wish a little bit more this year. All right. Well, let's thank you for that for me, Sid, because Rick, he just blew it off. Yeah, he was. Well, we've already killed two minutes as of, of the 13 we have left in the show. So let's talk about this Intercontinental Championship matchup that opened up the show tonight. Gunther versus Braun Strowman. Uh, this, Green, this Green Bay crowd was white hot for Braun Strowman to start off. Uh, this was Gunther uh, using his ground and pound technique to attack the arm that he uh, injured a few weeks ago. Uh uh, boy, I'll tell you what, that counter, though, from the arm bar into the German suplex scared the ever-living shit out of me because I did not know if Braun was going to get him over, and his head is just dangling there, but he did get Gunther up and over. Very, very impressive maneuver. I did like the finish as well, even though Strowman's uh, big-ass feet hit the uh, hit the ground first and kind of ruined the powerbomb just a little bit, though. Right man went over. Crowd hated it. But the right man went over Dutch. This is exactly the big Absolutely. kind of win that Gunther needed. And by the way, he is really starting to put himself in rarefied air with this intercontinental title run. Only two guys in, in the last decade have had an intercontinental title run over 200 days. Gunther is one of them. Shinsuke Nakamura is the other. You have to go all the way back to 2012 when Cody Rhodes was the Intercontinental Champion uh, for the last time the guys... Did you hear his inter did you hear his promo? He talked about WrestleMania? Yeah. Talked about the Royal Rumble, which I think would be the perfect spot, would be the perfect spot to set up a potential match with Brock Lesnar is some kind of spot in yep. the Royal Rumble. And if that's going to be the match, this is the match he needed to win tonight, Dutch. I love this to open up the show tonight. Good, good finish. And, and that finish surprised me. It really did. Because he just he just took it right in the middle, no argument, no nothing, and 
Braun, he, he, he sold it good. And it was actually a pretty good match. I mean, Gunther, good thing he had Gunther in there, but I'm not impressed with Braun Strowman anyway. So, but Gunther, he's, he's the star in my book. I like him. SP3, did you think there was any chance that Braun Strowman was walking with the IC title match when the, or the IC title when this match got underway tonight? No. WWE gave me no indication that they would uh, take the title off of Gunther, which I'm happy for. I'm totally fine. This Gunther run has been going very, very well. He's one of the best. I would say he's the best Intercontinental Champion that WWE has had since The Miz in 2016. And it's just purely off of his in-ring work and how they've presented him as this unstoppable monster. And this was one of Braun Strowman's best matches. This is probably his best match since his Roman Reigns series back in 2017 so I think that uh, this really got a lot this got him over even in defeat uh, of how hard he went at Gunther and this was Gunther's kind of biggest test yet and I like the promo afterwards with Gunther you know declaring himself for the Royal Rumble and I agree with you Rick I think that's the perfect stage to do your big showdown with him and Brock and set up Wrestlemania we uh, got a new storyline that's going to be playing into the uh, Royal Rumble match. Uh, Liv Morgan, after a brief little flirtation with a new tag team with her and Tegan Knox, I don't who knows if that's still a thing or not. Uh, we did see Tegan Knox wrestle. Uh, she did get a win over Zia Lee tonight. But we saw an interesting backstage segment where Liv Morgan, a week after declaring uh, herself number one for the uh, Women's Royal Rumble, had several superstars in the back, including Emma and uh, Maxine Dupree, who we haven't seen in some time on television anyway, I don't believe, basically calling her an idiot and crazy for doing it. Raquel Rodriguez comes up, calls her an idiot, says she's too uh, too small to pull that one off. Liv smacks the ever-loving shit out of her. Uh, and then we get a match later on in the night that I, I thought was off to a really solid start between these two. And then Dutch, it hit an absolute brick wall when Liv goes to get the table out for some reason, it's on, <laughs> it's on the wrong side of the ring. It took, it, took, it took way too much time to set up. Raquel's didn't even take that much damage. She's just laying there like a chump. And then the table never even got used. It, it, yeah. the, I, I don't know why Liv even who produced this match. And like, I know Liv is supposed to be crazy, but this this match was really put together to show people how the Royal Rumble works. That was the only story in this entire match was, oh, Liv got dumped over the rope. Michael Cole, and if this was the Royal Rumble, she'd be eliminated. Thanks, Cole. We've only had 35 of these damn things. I think we know how it works by now. Oh, Liv Morgan dumps Raquel Rodriguez over the top rope. She'd be eliminated. No shit. Uh, that was the story of the match. And then Liv grabs the table for some damn reason, and it, everything just hit the bricks at that point. I didn't get to match. I don't get what they're trying to do with Liv and the tables and all that anyway. She's out there. Is, was she supposed to be a heel or what is she supposed to be? She's supposed to be a crazy, I'm going to do anything to get a pop baby face. That, that's basically the, the character that, yeah, and, the and she, to, to be, to, her, to be fair, she does love the, the extreme shit. Like I have talked to her about that. She, she absolutely loves table spots and chair shots and this, that, and the other thing. And she wants to do extreme stuff and that's great. But SP three, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta make sense. Right. I but mean, you're trying to make crazy make sense, but in this, in the construct of a match, it needs to make sense. The table spot was clunky. It was obviously fumbled because it wasn't on the right spot. 
and it just kind of threw everything off tonight. Yeah. I think Liv and Raquel have good chemistry in the ring, but yeah, that was just the wrong choice. And it totally took me out of this matchup. I stopped paying attention once the table got out because I was like, why is she trying to get herself disqualified? I thought the point of this matchup was for her to, you know, prove she was better than Raquel going into the Royal Rumble. So you pulled out the table. You got yourself distracted when you were trying to get yourself disqualified by using the table. Yeah. And then you lost. Well, I don't know who, who set up the, the interview for her to slap Raquel and Raquel just talked to her. Wouldn't that be a spot to grab her and they pull them apart? I'll see you in the ring. And then this was once again, another instinct, like the top dollar segment a couple of weeks back where multiple people were saying the same thing to you. And you just chose the, the, the person who's either faster or bigger than you to, to, <laughs> to, to, to assault, to lead to a matchup. And I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just so like off with this whole Raw Rumble buildup for both the men's and the women's on this show because we literally had a qualifying match last week with Ricochet, who won the SmackDown World Cup, who defeated Top Dollar to get himself into the Raw Rumble. On the same episode last week, we had Santos Escobar, who lost in those SmackDown World Cup finals, just declare himself for the Raw Rumble. What? what what is this arbitrary that, thing? Some people can declare. Some people have to qualify. Just make it all back clear. years, and it's one thing that I would hope would go away. And it no, no, not. for for a few years they didn't even do qualifying matches. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. I'm totally fine with no qualifying matches if everyone can declare. You can't just make it how some people can declare and some people have to qualify when it doesn't make sense. When one person won a whole damn tournament that took a whole month of TV time, and a person <laughs> that lost in the finals gets to declare himself. For the for the rumble, that makes no sense. No sense at all. You know, another thing that didn't make sense to me tonight, Bray Wyatt was going. They said something about Bray Wyatt. No, uh, Owens, Kevin Owens is going to sign a contract with Roman Reigns next week. Yes. But he had a match coming up with Sami Zayn tonight. I thought Sami Zayn, the whole idea of him going out there was to take out Kevin Owens. But they already set him up a signing, so you know that Kevin, that Sammy wasn't winning. I, I don't think it was so much to take out Kevin Owens. I think it was just to once and for all prove Sammy Zayn's worth to the bloodline by, by, by wounding, by weakening, by you know, showing true alliance with the bloodline. I think that was more of what they were going for instead of just taking out Kevin Owens. But I can see where I can see where you're coming from. Well. I, I didn't get it. What did and we I think? Ray Wyatt's interview tonight at all. I enjoy the hell out of it, actually, but that's mostly because there were a lot of Easter eggs in there. There was a lot of a lot of callbacks uh, to his past personas. We heard him call himself the Eater of Worlds tonight. We did hear him sa say uh, he's the, the, the red light in the world of, of black and white. That's a call to uh, back to the fiend. Uh, we did actually hear him say that he is Uncle Howdy. He's basically admitting to the, the multiple personalities and says that uh, the Royal Rumble is going to be his true rebirth, which makes it sound like uh, this, this is really going to get kicked into high gear. We saw the rocking chair tonight, SP3. So there's a lot of Bray Wyatt lore that was involved in this quick segment. Um, what it's ultimately going to mean, I'm not sure, but we're going to find out at the Royal Rumble, apparently. Um, 
all for, you know, callbacks to Bray Wyatt's past. It, you know, brings everything together. But um, I'm just looking at my watch at this point with this Bray Wyatt thing. And I'm sorry, the fact that it's leading to what they are keep calling the Mountain Dew pitch black match and everything that LA Knight has said. What? The 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 Mountain Dew pitch black match. That is not <laughs> that is not something that's gonna get me excited oh, yeah. for Bray Wyatt's first match back is a Mountain Dew pitch black match when all everybody keeps telling me is that it's basically gonna be a street fight in the dark. I'm sorry. The one of the things that damaged Bray Wyatt's last character was them playing with lights. Yep. I that doesn't that doesn't pique my 100%. interest. Despite this being, you know, very well performed as Bray Wyatt promos always are, I'm at that point where I'm I'm starting to get uninvested into this. <laughs> and there is still the confusion. So we we the confusion I have is we have heard Bray Wyatt say I I was Uncle Howdy tonight. I am Uncle Howdy. Well, who the hell attacked you last week? Who the yeah, hell who the hell stood toe to toe? Well, maybe not toe to toe because there was a ring in between them. But you know what I'm saying? Who who confronted Alexa Bliss on Monday Night Raw? I'm 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 intrigued by this still, but I am a Bray Wyatt guy. If you are not a Bray Wyatt guy, I would understand why you're hopping off and uh, you're you're. Uh, I, I I can say I'm a, I've been a Bray Wyatt guy since his NXT promos when he had Eli Cottonwood as his first follower. I go I go way back. I was a fan of Husky Harris on the season of NXT. I'm always here for that. But I've been down this road before of Bray Wyatt promo after promo leading to matches that disappoint me. I am one thing that you will learn from me, folks, when I talk about wrestling is I learned my lesson. You won't find me calling for hurt business to come back because WWE done failed at that twice and they have failed at Bray Wyatt twice. So when I feel us going down the same road again, I'm going to start to disengage and I'm going to even if the car is moving, I'm jumping out the car. I'll, I'll get a couple of bruises, but I'm getting out of this this car that's going to the end of a mountain. Yeah, I've, it, already, I've already kind of hopped off the bandwagon a little bit because to me, he just kind of. He, he was intriguing at first, and now that's wearing thin because he's doing nothing really. He's just talking, sitting in a rocket chair. I got it. Yeah. Stephen <laughs> Chambers saying he tried to be patient with Bray Wyatt. Uh, they're really dragging this out, and I think the pacing has been an issue with this because how many times now have we, other than when he attacked Bray, how many times have we just seen Uncle Howdy come out into the crowd now and just stand there and laugh? Like there's no progression he may interact with different people and he may show up on the stage and and laugh with different people in the ring but it's just kicking the can down the road it's just the same thing uh over and over do have a couple super chats i want to get to here real quick uh alex uh costantino excuse me what surprise entrance do you guys think will be in the royal rumble this year i think booker t is going to be an entrant i'm calling my shot now it is the year of the Yang. I'm going Jimmy Wang Yang as a uh, surprise entrant in the Men's Royal Rumble this year. Dutch, any is surprises? Cody, what is Cody in the Royal Rumble or no? I think that's what the point of the vignettes are going to be. Is he's gonna well probably what the week of he'll have one more vignette, part three vignette that's gonna run on Raw that says I'm in the Royal Rumble. So I don't think he's gonna be a surprise. I think he'll be announced. Okay. 
So I don't know another. Steven's got to go. I'll say Beth Phoenix in the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, that makes I like Steven's pick of Pat McAfee. I think that makes a ton of sense with uh, uh, with his uh, college football obligations now over with. He could be making a return back to the company. Uh, there's always Bad Bunny. There's always Logan Paul if he's uh, healed up in time to, to, to show up. There's always new Impact Knockouts World Champion Mickey James once again. Yeah, Mickey James winning at Hard to Kill and saving her career against Jordan Grace in what was probably one of the better matches that I saw tonight. Uh, those two women went out there and stole the show at uh, Hard to Kill. So wouldn't mind seeing Mickey back in the Rumble. Uh, Chris Alford saying The Rock. Uh, I think you'll be lucky to get The Rock at WrestleMania, uh, uh, let alone two different shows. Not that he won't appear, but I, I don't know if we're going to see him wrestle twice this year, even though we wouldn't have to do much in the Royal Rumble other than show up at number 30 and clothesline somebody over the top rope, but that would be a shit finish to the Royal Rumble. Uh, how about Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green? Chelsea Green reportedly already signed with uh, WWE, just waiting on creative. She could make her return to the Royal Rumble, and if Cardona is coming along with her, he could show up in the uh, Men's Royal Rumble as well. Ozzy, a $10 donation. We appreciate it. Uh, go Bengals. Yes, beat the Ravens this weekend. I will be there covering the game for SiriusXM uh, as they uh, hopefully uh, beat the ever-living piss out of the Baltimore Ravens and their backup quarterback. Uh, Ozzy says, Sammy was not happy tonight, and boy, howdy, was he not. This was a, a look. This was a classic Sammy, Kevin Owens uh, masterpiece. These two work incredibly well with one another. This is on the same level of charlotte and becky and the usos and the new day they it's a match that we've seen so many different times but it just delivers every single damn time sammy's out there he, they, paul Heyman earlier in the night sp3 he said you're on your own you got to go out there and prove yourself kid and then the swerve looked like sammy had the match one setting up for the haluva kick every time that man hit an exploder on kevin owens by the way tonight i audibly screamed just mother you know what I'm saying, because those things look like they hurt like hell. He's setting up for the Huluva kick. Then the Usos hit the ring. Solo Sokoa hits the ring. They kick the shit out of Kevin Owens tonight. The, good finish on the show. And Sami Zayn looked conflicted as hell. And now, all of a sudden, things might start getting serious here on the Sami Zayn bloodline split. When do you think they pulled the trigger on that? I said months ago that I think. We all did. <laughs> hang on, and SP3 can back me up on this. I said I said this on another network. I do believe. I believe I said this on another another network. I said that Kevin Owens would get his title shot against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. He would ultimately lose that match. The Bloodline would kick the ever loving crap out of Kevin Owens after the match was over, basically offering him up as a sacrifice to Sami Zayn. And much like Darth Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi, he's supposed to take out Luke Skywalker. Instead, he chucks the Empire over the Emperor over the side. I think that's what's going to kind of play out here with Sami Zayn. They're going to ask Zayn to put the final nail in Kevin Owens' coffin, and he's going to decide to finally side with his friend. I said that months ago. I think that's what I'm going to go with still here for the Royal Rumble. So I think that's going to happen. Good there. finish. That's a good finish. Very, very believable. I'd, I'd buy it. Even knowing it, you told me, and I'm still going to buy it. <laughs> that's I'm a good finish. Good finish. I'm 
I'm still calling for Roman to to make Sammy further prove himself. Next week is the contract signing. I think next week with the contract signing, Roman puts a clause in that says Sammy Zayn will be the special guest referee at the Royal Rumble. You put him right into the middle. I think that that makes this matchup that I've seen twice before at the Royal Rumble yeah. <laughs> more yeah. interesting by having Sammy Zayn right in the middle of it. I, I'm wondering if that sets a record for the uh, most one-on-one repeat matches in Royal Rumble history. I would have to, I would have to look at that, but I, w- I would imagine. I believe so. I think it yeah. definitely is. All right, let's uh, talk about Dutch's uh, favorite show here, Rampage tonight. Dutch, what did you, did you like Rampage tonight? I tell you, I like that girl getting busted open and bleeding like a. Like oh my a, God, that was stuck, like a stuck pig. Jesus. I, I thought I was watching Dutch in Puerto Rico. Like this was ridiculous. That was, that was some of my opponents because I had like blade <laughs> fever. This is me doing it. Going, I was trying to stop myself. But when she got in that trash can and the girl come off, it must have just because nobody can really. I mean, the masters can, but she's not a master. Abdullah can and Brody and all those guys could do that. But she was split open, buddy. When, and I got a little concerned about her. When, when when Ruby was when they were doing that spot over the thumbtacks and they they zoomed in on Ruby's, you could barely make out what her face looked like. She's just got just blood just dripping off of her nose onto the thumb. Caking up. It was like I know. Like layering oh, up, and it was like it was like night and day. This was like like Dutch would say, this is like how you do a blade job, and how not to do a blade job was Anna J. Anna J did like this, and all all we saw was like like she had Kool-Aid on her forehead, and then you have Ruby over here caking, having enough blood for both her and Anna. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I- but I'll tell you what, as much blood as Ruby had, the 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 spot that made me cringe the most was Willow and Anna. And the table spot off of the off the stage, and Anna just missed everything and just <laughs> landed right on the floor and cracked her head off the back of that concrete. Oh my god! Somebody, somebody's gonna get killed there. <laughs> they really are. I hate to say that, or somebody's gonna get really, really hurt. What went wrong there, Dutch? Did you could you tell what went wrong in that spot? In the table deal? Yeah, the table was too close to the ramp. Yeah, I saw. I saw they put it up out there, but she missed the whole table. What? Oh miss? yeah, she missed the whole table. Willow went through the table. Anna missed it by looked like five feet. It was basically Dutch. Have you ever seen the the Bubba Ray uh, bombs that he used to do back in the Attitude Era, where he would only sit down on the table and the other person would completely hit the mat or the ground? That's uh-huh. what that's what Willow did to Anna. Ooh, yeah. Somebody gonna get hurt bad. Um, we didn't see Anna <laughs> for the rest of that match. Uh, Who, my goodness! Uh, that, was but I think that, that was a bloody spectacle. That delivered exactly what they guaranteed. And I think the right team went over. I think I think Ruby desperately. Ruby, by the way, living up to her name tonight. I think she definitely, definitely needed this win. And arguably, this is the biggest win she's had in AEW. 
yeah and i and i love the the ending with her finally giving willow the the fist pump fist i pump. love that i love that little that, that's great storytelling how how they she she had ruby's back from the beginning but ruby wasn't 100 you know with her because she has that bubbly happy personality but she put that away and they became diana and beulah dudley on this <laughs> night the dudley girls it was the dudley girls out there in full oh, force no, oh. a girl match on AEW tonight was wide open. It, it was it was good. Very seldom would do I, do you see girls or female matches that that well. I mean, they missed a bunch of stuff. It didn't matter. It looked like a fight. She was trying to one was trying to build one girl across the ring, and she couldn't get the girl. Just finally rose up. But it looked it looked even better. It looked better because of that. Yes, it was. And he said, a little awkward, but that's what you get. <laughs> so he, he covered it up. It was actually okay. a pretty decent show. What was it? Who was in that first match? Uh, that was Darby Allen and Juice Robinson for the TNT Championship. Eh, I'm not really sold on, uh, on Darby Allen, really. And Juice Robinson, is that his name? Yes. Yes. They, they worked okay, but. I thought it was a solid opening contest. I'm more excited for Darby Allen and Kushida. Uh, that has been uh, announced. Yeah. Was, that, was that announced for Dynamite? Uh, SP3? Yeah, that's this Wednesday on Dynamite. Bless you, TK. Just and, and look at look at look at if Tony, Hunt, if Tony and his dad buy out WWE, you may see all these guys against each other, and Tony Khan being the Booker. And. And look Could at you, Impact. Impact and AEW still working together because Kushida won on the pre-show on the Impact pay-per-view. And then we also learned on the Impact pay-per-view that uh, that Frankie Kazarian asked for his release from All Elite Wrestling to go back to Impact Wrestling because the roster is is OD on AEW, and the only way he can you know get an opportunity on a on a on a main show frequently at the latter stages of his career is going to impact. So they worked well with each other there and gave him one star. And then the star they had coming over, got a win on their show. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm how would a merger between WWE and AEW work? Tony Khan and Vince McMahon in the same office. Could you see Tony hugging him? <laughs> I'm here. I, give me a picture. Let's take a picture. Give me an autograph. <laughs> somehow i don't think that that would work i'm wondering if they would like merge nxt and ring of honor and put that on a streaming service and then basically just have three brands monday raw wednesday dynamite friday smackdown and that that would i'm wondering if that's what tony, tony khan can't own three wrestling companies can he we could if they'd agree to it uh, i think that'd be a terrible but decision i'm agreeing with you Vince is not selling to AEW. Hell no. You got no chance. What you got? <laughs> We're out of time. Good. We're already 15 minutes over. Yeah. SP3, what you got going on this weekend? 
uh check out the true hill heat youtube channel we got true hill heat uh 208 tomorrow at 11:05 a.m eastern time we got special guests on the show it's gonna be rich fan of pw torch and i gotta show this uh the, this thumbnail because it's my boy romeo shouts out to romeo's best work because obviously we got to talk about the wwe sale and here's all the contenders <laughs> for the wwe sale ladies and gentlemen we got the saudi prince we got tony and shad khan we got mickey so it's all going down tomorrow 11:05 a.m eastern time true hill heat 208 there's just there's just something unsettling about mickey mouse standing next to the saudi prince you know it's just not a good image dutch what you got going on this weekend uh well nothing really i'd usually lay on my ass on the weekends i have to recover from this podcast but uh catch me on youtube uh story time with dutch we have eighty thousand subscribers right now is not bad and uh you can if you want to talk to me because i have nothing else to do email me at dirty dutchman with two l's at gmail.com and i'll get back to you all right well and don't forget guys uh coming up Fan voting should be getting underway in just a couple of weeks for the second annual Sports Kita Wrestling Awards. So make sure to keep an eye out on that on sportskita.com and the uh, Sports Kita, Sports Kita, excuse me, uh, wrestling YouTube channel. We appreciate everybody who uh, tuned in for all uh, 60 minutes of this 45 minute podcast. We'll try to, hopefully, there'll be like less news next week. We can actually talk about the shows a little bit, but whatever's fun. As long as we got stuff to talk about, that's all I really Hey, do. I'd rather talk about the news and talk about the shows. I know you do. Then Our boss one too. Picked all kind of yeah. stuff. Hey, I pitched that. I'm just putting that out there. I did pitch Dutch talking about the news every week. Give Dutch another payday, Sportskita. Oh yeah, let's do that. I'll Come do on. it. Come on. Come on. Pay him. Pay up. Sportskita Awards. Second annual you know, Sportskita Awards. It's a bunch of wrestlers or three wrestlers getting in a car, taking off on a trip, and just talking. Talking time, and you hear all kind of shit. It's entertaining as hell. You get to your destination. You're not done talking. You go work the show. Get back in the car. Get a few beers. Talk your way back home. So a wrestling yeah. ripoff of comedians in cars? No, we did this a long time ago. <laughs> we weren't comedians, and they're not that funny anyway. It's wrestlers in cars. And WWE did do that. They did the table talk. What is that? What's that called? Uh, table for three. Table, yeah. And somebody had the idea, but that's where they got it from because of, of making the trips to, to the to the towns, to the venues. All right, you ready to go? Yeah, I've been ready. All right, everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you guys. See you guys.